Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew meets up and talks about Commander-related stuff. So we'll start it off with Richard. Hello, welcome. Hello, Tomer. How are you doing? <laughs> doing great, doing great. Next, we also got Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's How it going, Tomer? Good to see you. Good to see you. And finally, we got Krim, also known as the Asian Avenger. How are you doing, Krim? Hey, Tomer. How's it going? Good morning. Afternoon. Is, whatever time's is that a skeleton hoodie, Krim? Are you wearing a skeleton it's, hoodie? It's actually it's a skeleton festive. onesie. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a full on onesie. I, mean, I actually see <laughs> Krim's beard today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. I need a shave. Is it a beard? I don't even see it. If beard is showing off. <laughs> That's called a beard? <laughs> it is for me, all right? But, like, the four hairs I have are very sharp. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And all right. So today on the Commander Clash podcast, we are going to be talking about, I guess, yet another controversial topic because we can't keep away from them. Um, so we're going to be discussing the Commander ban list. And more specifically, uh, we're giving an explanation on the official ban list. And then we're going to be talking about our opinions on the ban list. So what are the banned cards? Why are they banned? What are the official reasons for them being banned? And then we're going to be looking at them and do we agree or disagree with the ban list? And if we have extra time, maybe we'll uh, throw in some extra uh, commentary on, on the ban list as a whole. Maybe some stuff we want to add on our own or, you know, stuff like that. We're probably not, though. This is going to be a very long topic. This is going to be very long. But anyway... All right, so before we jump into the actual Bane list proper, there's one thing we got to show. And those are the sweet playmats that are stapled onto Richard's wall. As you can see, would you like a playmat that you want stapled onto your wall? Or perhaps even better, placed on a table and then you could play cards, like Magic the Gathering cards on them? Well, then head on game. over... Huh? Ages thirteen and up. Nothing Ages thirteen and up. Yes, exactly. And if you, don't don't give don't give staplers to your to your young young child to put put the playmats on the wall. But anyway, if you want them for whatever reason, I don't judge. I don't judge how you use them. Uh, head on over to the MTG Goldfish merch store. The URL is popping up on the screen right now, and you can buy them. They're all sitting in in uh, uh, Richard's garage. They're very lonely. And they're just collecting, well, they're not collecting dust. That would sound unappealing. <laughs> they're very in pristine co condition, they, but they're they, sitting they there very lonely. They are like, like a cabinet, okay? They are dust protected. Get them before supplies run out and, and Richard's garage is clean. So, yes. All right. Now, moving on to uh, the ban list. So, the entire ban list. Uh, is basically built around a certain guiding philosophy. This philosophy basically dictates to the rules community, or at least the rules community says that like this philosophy, this guiding philosophy guides their decision-making in terms of uh, making changes to the format and, uh, in this case, uh, the ban list. So we're quickly going to go just over an abbreviated uh, version of this because it's a little bit long, um, and you can find links to... Uh, their their philosophy and the entire ban list that we're going to be discussing and all the explanations for them uh, linked in the video description. It's going to be popping up. The URL might be popping up on the screen as well. Um, but yeah, you can you can follow along with us as we're as we're going through everything uh, on the website as well. <clears throat> all right. So for the uh, philosophy, the the format philosophy, uh, basically, if you're reading it, it's it's basically aimed 
at a casual perspective of the format. It's the idea is to focus on fun, uh, being a social, a, a socially engaging environment, um, and not actually aimed at uh, you know curating a competitive environment. It's not actually aimed at making a balanced format. Um, it's not. It's not made uh, to make like facilitate good tournament uh, diversity or anything of that sort. Uh, the language they use here is talking about like a shared social experience, cultivating a certain experience that they want uh, for the players of this format. It's not to regulate competitive play or power level. Uh, they say uh, these are decisions best left to individual play groups. Um, and there's no single rule that establishes a criteria for a ban. They say there's a lot of factors that go into certain ban lists. Um, but when they do step in, there's certain criteria that they're looking for. And these are, uh, one, causes severe resource imbalances. So talking about like mana. Um, allow players to win out of nowhere, which sounds a little bit odd in 2021, but sounds okay. Sounds competitive, uh, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, prevent players from contributing to the game in a meaningful way. Again, so it's kind of like resource denial, stacks type of things. Uh, cause other players to feel like they must play certain cards, even though they are also problematic. Um, again, uh, there's no elaboration here from, from the document, but we'll just continue. Are, are very difficult for other players to interact with, especially if doing so requires dedicated, narrow responses when deck building, um, interact poorly with the multiplayer nature of the format or the specific rules of commander, or lead to repetitive play. Um, so the cards which are banned likely meet a few of these criteria in a significant way. Not all cards which meet some of the criteria need to be banned, though. So again, like they have criteria for what they, they consider ban-worthy, but there's a lot more that goes to it, and it's more of like an individual case-by-case -case basis, and it's not aimed at a competitive scene. It's aimed at a casual scene, which again is also makes it far more subjective. Um, so that's that's definitely a lot. Uh, I, I see there's some of the head shakes from Seth uh, on 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 the description. And again, I, this was an abbreviation, so read the whole document yourself. I don't want to put uh, words into their mouths or anything, but that's basically the main takeaway that I took from it. Uh, so double check on on your own end. But is, yeah, is Seth, that, what, is what, what are you feeling about that? Well, for one, I feel like most of those describe Soul Ring. Uh, the the holy grail of commander that we can't even talk about it being banned a, a resource imbalance repetitive <laughs> gameplay like and then that last line like eh, they go through this whole big thing of like uh, criteria for banning stuff and then the last line is kind of like yeah but none of this actually matters like even if a card meets this criteria eh, if we like it we keep it if we don't like it maybe we'll ban it the not all cards that meet this have to be banned part so doesn't that kind of like contradict having criteria at all is the tldr it's just like we ban what we want to and you, and you all can deal with it basically i mean basically <laughs> they, they gave you some thoughts on their philosophy and then they just make up some stuff right and you know theoretically they're following these guidelines but they're saying they don't need to follow them 100 percent. they can use judgment but roughly this is what they're thinking um but my problem with that is it's super subjective, right? Like this, this literally could have been our goal is to make commander fun. Like that's just as descriptive, right? Like, yeah, we're, they're just going to look at cards based, you know, on each card's 
individual merit and then decide banned or not, right? Like, like Watsi also has this for standard, right? Like they also have this kind of idea where it's like, okay, counter spells are not good, land destruction is not good, we like big mid-range creatures, blah, blah, right? And then they, they try to make standard like that. Uh, this, is, this is what the commander's rule committee is trying to do as well. Uh, but uh, when we talk about the cards, we'll see you know, how, how well and how consistent they are at applying uh, <laughs> their rules. Because at the end of the day, it's still just like whatever they want, right? So, hmm. To me, my... I, I, go ahead. I, I feel like some of this stuff just like it, it, it's it's hard to apply that when so many of the new cards <laughs> that are printed also kind of like laugh at these ideals <laughs> that they have. Like, I mean, there's definitely an imbalance when there's an earl. Well, that, that, right? That's like, a really so... good point because with standard, wizards controls what cards go into standard and which cards go out with bannings. Here, the yeah. rules committee is just some ragtag band of people <laughs> deciding what gets banned, but they don't have any input into what gets put into the format. So, right. Well, know, they don't control what Commander 2021 has in it, but they can somehow ban things true. out, right? Apparently, they do have at least some minor amounts of input in terms of at least some of the Commander product. I remember something like Ikoria, for example, the companions were passed around to the rules committee and some of the uh, commander advisory group members. Um, so they were like aware of Lutri, for example, beforehand. And they made they made like a, a comment that is going to be like pre-banned, right? And apparently Wizards of the Coast was okay with that going going forward. So they have some some amount of influence on Wizards of the Coast. Maybe it's more like curse like a courtesy type influence where it's like Wizards of the Coast is showing good faith by being like, hey, you can look at the cards at least ahead of time. And if it's something terrible, we'll like, you know, you you can you can tell us, but we don't necessarily have to act upon anything you say, which I think that is a certain re- relationship that I'm getting from. And like Sheldon, for example, who is one of the co-founders of of uh, the rules committee and, and the format in general. Apparently, he had a, a, a direct a direct role in. I'm not sure which one of the precons, but one of the 2021 precons who was actually uh, helping design. So, like, it seems like there is some bleeding in between the rules committee, the founders of, of the format itself, and and the actual game product that's being made for the format. But uh, it's very, I, I don't know the exact details of it. And I don't think it's like the rules committee actually has a say in terms of like what goes goes in exactly, but they at least have, uh, they have their input is at least uh, used to some degree. All right, so, so moving on to uh, the actual cards that are banned. And we're going to start with a clump of them. Uh, they are the Power 9 cards. These are uh, like the most iconic cards in the entire uh, Magic the Gathering uh, franchise. Um, this is Ancestral Recall, Time Walk, Black Lotus, Mox Jet, Mox Pearl, Mox Ruby, Mox Sapphire, and Mox Emerald. And actually, it's a misnomer a little bit because it's not all of the Power 9. You, you, could have, you could say it's actually Power 8 because... Time Twister, the, the the remaining card of the Power Nine, is uh, currently legal in Commander. It was never banned. Um, so the reasoning behind it 
was initially given as perceived barrier to entry, which is a banlist criteria that is no longer used anymore. In the earliest days of the format, the founders wanted to make sure that uh, EDH was not just like an alt vintage format. It was actually a casual format and they wanted to avoid the perception that like if you're just looking, glancing at a game, that the perceived barrier to uh, entry is too high. Like, oh no, I could never play these hundreds of dollars cards at the time. You know, these maybe maybe five hundred dollar pieces of cardboard were way out of the uh, way out of the the league of uh, an average casual onlooker. So they banned the Power Nine and they banned uh, Library of Alexandria, but they didn't ban Time Twister because it's a wheel. <laughs> because it might have been because... the cheapest at the time. If it they probably really were was. about accessibility, it might have been. It might have been because it wasn't that expensive. Yeah. So, what do you think about what do you think about those? Um, it's terrible. What do you? <laughs> I'll tell you I'm, why it's terrible. Because they've decided that it's no longer a thing going forward. Right? They're not going to ban cards based on accessibility. So they should undo these bans. Right? Like, how much is Guy's Cradle today? Right? Is it not more expensive than whatever the heck one of these, you know, lower P8 cards were back then? What about Walking Dead? That's not accessible, right? Like, so I, I feel if they're going to say, okay, accessibility is a Watsy concern and we're not dealing with this, just unban these cards, right? Or if they're actually going to account for accessibility, I am sure Cradle, Wheel of Fortune, like some of these reserveless cards are getting up to whatever criteria they used back then, they should be included, but they're not. So this is one of those like brainstorm well, is fine for legacy because it's grandfathered in, same with Soul Ring. Like this is just somehow grandfathered in and it's sticking, but it makes no logical sense. So for some context, if we go back to Commander starting in 2011, the average mox was around four to $500. Black Lotus was around $1,000. Uh, Time Twister was also one of, the, one of the cheaper ones, $315. So we constantly pay that price for cards now. Like an underground sea, a random dual land is more expensive than Black Lotus was when they were banning Black Lotus because it was too expensive for the format. So I do think it looks a little bit weird now. On the other hand, I do think there's power level concerns here that that Richard didn't really touch on. Like, do we really want a five color deck to be able to play five Moxon and Black Lotus? Like, is I already get frustrated by the fast starts that Soul Ring offers. Could you imagine if every deck has five color deck gets free five Moxon? Like, wouldn't that just be absolutely busted and make the games even more swingy and more like, oh, who happened to have five free mana sources in their opening hand, I just win. So while I don't like their justification because it really falls apart when you look at how much it costs to play Commander Staples now, I do think there's also power level concerns for the power nine cards. One one thing, I want to I hear Krim first, but one thing, uh, just to reiterate, um, that this perceived barrier to entry is no longer a criteria. So it was in the early days, it's no longer a criteria. But like Richard did say, grandfathered in so they didn't they while they don't use the criteria for banning anymore uh they haven't they haven't unbanned these initial cards it doesn't make um, any sense I, to grandfather them though right like because it's not it's not like you bought black lotus and if i ban it now you can't use it so we'll grandfather you in right it's no one had it in their deck so like why is this grandfathered it doesn't make any sense but go ahead crew <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm just going to pretty much uh, have to agree with, like, 
I'm gonna have to like yeah, like what Seth had mentioned. There is a power level difference, though. So, like, <laughs> I I think it's a price thing, but definitely a power level thing more than anything but, else. Like, there's lots of moxes today, right? We have mox, uh, chrome mox, but, mox diamond. What's what's the what's the mox artifact amber? Mox? But, yeah, but like <laughs> the artifact so mox cool. is basically a mox, right? And then you have mox uh, amber conditionally. I I don't. I think these are still a significant step above. Yeah. Okay, what about soul? They don't have conditions. You don't have to discard <laughs> anything. Crypt. You don't have to exile anything. You don't have to imprint. Well, I don't think Mana Crypt should be in the format. So, yeah, I don't think. But, but, but remember that <laughs> Tomer said it's not about power level, right? the The rules yeah. committee is not banning based on power level. So, if the, but like, and then so if that's the case, if they're not doing it on power level, then yeah, okay, uh, then maybe you just unban these, or you unban these, or ban everything else that's un- inaccessible. So, yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say, like. Is there an argument that we <clears throat> should be having accessibility bans still? Because we've kind of like heard some rumblings beneath the surface of people saying like, maybe you just ban the reserve list. If wizards won't reprint it, maybe that's how you like get around the issue. Should they still be banning cards because they get too expensive? Do you think? I think I think they they. To be honest with you, I I think they should. I think they should. That, that mostly just because I don't like the idea of the reserved list. But that that's really the only reasoning for it for me. Because they won't do away with the reserved list. They should just like ban it. So But that's a that's a different issue. So it that that's a tough topic. Cause yeah, like a few years ago I was very much all on board on banning the reserve list. And like the common argument against me was like, sure, there's a bunch of reserve list cards that are very expensive, but if you ban all of the reserve lists, you hit all these cool janky cards that aren't expensive, that are just not, you know, non-detrimental to the format or anything, not power level-wise. And now in 2021, literally every single reserve list card has been bought out and is like $100 at the very minimum. So that argument's now out of the window. But the the, the one thing that remains is like, no, 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 uh, don't don't ban the reserve list because, you know, there's still a bunch of sweet cards and Commander's the only format where you can play these sweet cards. So it's a detriment to the format if you remove them from the card pool. But you should remove the, the reserve list instead, which I'm 100% for. I mean, yes, that would be the, the preferable. can't do that one. No that's, yeah, that's, that's a preferable <laughs> option to me to ban the uh, unban the reserve list. Uh, and and start printing them, but that's not going to happen. So what's what's the alternative here? I would just say just get rid of the reserve list. It looks really, I think it looks bad on the format. Like if like again this perceived barrier to entry, even though it's a defunct idea, I think you should re-examine it. Like if there are cards that like a casual onlooker is like, hey, what what game is this? Oh, it's it's Commander. This looks really fun. Oh, you're playing an $800 card on turn is, one, and then your follow-up card is a $2,000 card. It's like, what? Okay, obviously, this is not for me. I'll let me walk away. Um, call this game Wallet Warriors? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> this is more relevant now in 2021 than it was like a Mox Opal and a Time Twister with 300 and 400, and we laugh at that price. Realistically, now. though, Tomer, if, if I if I did the same thing and it was like, what are you playing? A $50 fetch land into a, you know, $40 shock into a $80 mythic. Would you be like, wow, that's an accessible game? 
Right? Like, we're already in I mean, the I, realm of, like, whatever, like... Absurdity, only, yeah. O- only uh, very specialized people can partake in this game, right? I, so... Yeah. I don't know, though. We we have banned the original Dual Lands on Commander Clash 100% because of accessibility issues. Because we don't want people to look at our deck list and be like, wow, your deck is $5,000 when really it's yeah. $300 plus Dual Lands. So we, like, kind of are doing that on a house level already to some extent. But it's okay for us to do it to ourselves. Like, yeah. I only play jank tribes, but I, I couldn't imagine subjecting the entire world to that, right? Like, should we, you know, do that for everyone, right? That's, yeah. and, which is kind of a decision that rules committee has to make, right? Like, they have to make a decision that affects the entirety of the magic player base. So, I mean, I think the TLDR is, it's a very controversial topic, so they're just not going to touch it. So whatever is currently here stays right like if it was the other way around if they were unbanned they would continue to be unbanned right but since they're already banned they'll just remain banned because they're not touching this topic with a 10-foot pole we're like um, yeah whatever watsy deal with it right especially since as homer was saying they've kind of gotten closer and closer to wizards and i cannot imagine that wizards wants that to be a criteria for banning like oh our cards are too expensive being an official criteria for their most popular format that would not fly at Watsi, I don't think. I can't imagine. All right. Again, I, I don't want to get uh, get the MTG Goldfish lawyers involved or anything. <laughs> but just a personal, it's a Scoops speculation. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if I was Wizards of the Coast, maybe I would bring in people into, like, commander design uh, as a favor, you know, as, like, a way to ingratiate myself with the people who are in charge of the most popular money-making format uh, that I'm designing for. I'm just saying, it seems convenient well, yeah. that maybe you bring in you, people you who don't backwards. have design background to, <laughs> to, to Wizards design has sports. all the power, and they're just keeping the rules committee as like a, a figurehead. It's like Weekend at Bernie's, right? It's just like, yeah, they're doing something, right? We don't want to anger the community, but Wizards 100% controls everything. And Wizards I, will definitely stamp out something the rules committee does that they don't agree with. Right. I came to believe that with the silver border thing. <laughs> when when they printed the silver border set and they made silver border cards legal, that's when I kind of was like, all right, I I kind of just think the rules committee is like the figurehead for wizards at this point. And if wizards really wants to make something happen, they're they're going to make it happen one way or another. Also, one of the four members of the rules community is working at Wizards of the Coast right now, so added to um (laughs) anyway uh so i think we covered we covered the the power eights pretty extensively i guess the one question would be i guess this is a power eight and library of alexandria they they were all the same reason um and and time twister is kind of interesting to me i just wanted to touch upon that really quickly it's unbanned never never has been banned and at the time uh the moxon got chopped off the mox opal as you said was like five hundred dollars Time Twister was still hundred uh, three hundred and fifteen dollars in twenty eleven, so it's still not a cheap card. Uh, now it's pushing it's pushing ten thousand, which mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. cool, very cool. Um, do you think this card should be banned uh, for the reason of being too expensive, or do you think like as a general rule we shouldn't ban based on price or anything like that? I think it should be banned because it's weird to have one of the Power Nine not banned. <laughs> No gameplay, no prices. It's just weird to me that you ban eight of them and not the ninth. Like, that's just really strange. So, yes, ban it. And also, $10,000 is insane. 
Yeah, consistency and ten thousand dollars is uh, my car doesn't cost that. I don't think. I mean, I, I agree with that, but I want to see time twisted. Where am I ever going to see it? Right? If you if you sit down across from me and time twisted me, I will shake your hand. Like good good <laughs> game, sir. That is impressive. Let me take a that selfie costs, with your time that twister. That costs as much as my car. <laughs> <laughs> That costs more than my car because of conversion fees, actually. Um, cool. <laughs> also, I'm just going to throw it out there. It's very off topic, but proxying is free. Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, dexterity cards. So two cards on the ban list are uh, banned for dexterity reasons. Uh, it's Chaos Orb and Falling Star. Uh, both of these have a, a similar gimmick where uh, you don't just play the card from your hand and put it onto the battlefield. There's actually a dexterity involved where you drop the card from a certain height and then based where it falls, like what side it falls or what it touches, uh, you get uh, an effect going. So it's very much based on your skill at dropping a piece of cardboard from the air onto the ground. Um, so the reason why uh, they got banned was uh, to be inclusive to people who you know can't 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 do like these these actions. Um, I mean, it's yeah. pretty standard across all of Magic, right? So yeah, yeah. just like anti cards yeah. are banned, dexterity cards are banned. I mean, yeah, yeah, should be banned. And if you want to play with them, and your play group wants to play with them, then you rule zero, uh, zero them in. But I think as a general rule, that makes sense to me. Okay, all right, yeah, I agree. Moving on, uh, there's another one that I think uh, is going to be pretty quick for us. Uh, I, I skipped down to a little bit. Uh, how do you say this word? Shaharizar. There's a Shah, and then there's a Hrazard. Hrazad. It's not even. There's not even a Rard there. Don't listen to. I say things how I want. Everyone pronounces it. When you look at the spelling, That's what I heard from Seth. But that's how everyone says it. But it's not spelt like that. So I don't know. Leave a comment down below if you know how to pronounce Shaharazad properly. Anyway, so this 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 card basically, when you cast it, you enter a mini game where you play with like I can't even read the text. Like the I don't see the oracle text in front of me. You, you play a sub game of magic, and then the winner of that one affects the real game. And again, it's just banned from all tournaments because it just takes Slow. too long, and no one wants to play a game of magic in magic. Oh, Why Richard Garfield thought this funny. was a good idea? And, no one knows. And isn't it like someone loses half their life? It's not even like a yeah. huge deal, and you have to win an entire game of Magic to do that. And it's old, so it doesn't exile itself. So you're gonna have people just like shuffling this back in and like casting it in the cast. sub game, and you're gonna have to play like a, a cascading number of games just to get back. I imagine to the real that game. is exactly why I got banned from all formats. <laughs> like the moment somebody actually played that, we, we, we need yeah, to actually try this one use, time. <laughs> like we gotta do some paper magic where we we allow Charizard and see how long this game actually takes. I'm just gonna. What happens if you copy you it, like go you back. fork it or something, right? What if you fork it? Thousand Year Storm, uh, Charizard. <laughs> go. <laughs> we will be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Literally. I I want to cast it. I don't want to sit down and then play the results again though. For games, anyway. So I, I think this is a pretty easy, pretty easy uh, skip on that one. Uh, I, think we, I think that ban's uh, ridiculous. We're like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're like, you, of course, this is a crim card. Crim would play it every week if he could. Jeez. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Moving on, uh, we got a category of basically cards that are banned for being too strong? Question mark. Wins the game slash combos too easily, and we're gonna go card by card here. So we're gonna start off with uh, uh, a vintage cube favorite of mine, uh, Channel. This Ash is yuck. double green uh, sorcery. It says until end of turn, anytime you could pay, uh, you could activate a mana ability. You could, you may pay one life if you do add one colorless. So basically, you pay two green, cast channel, um, and then you like pay upwards of your like close to your entire life total to cast, you know, like Eldrazi Titans in, in Vintage Cube or whatever like that. So basically, turn two slash maybe some turn one plays as well. Uh, you can get Eldrazi's or you can get like huge colorless spells off. And, and empty your hand and whatnot. What, what do you all think about this card being banned? Good choice. Very very good choice. I already hate the swinginess of Soul Ring. Imagine a Soul Ring that tapped for 39 mana instead of two. Like, that's what channel gives your green deck. There, There's no way this card should be legal. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Definitely should not be legal. There's never a reason for it. But I am just going to say that green isn't that far off from just doing this, with, but with a 6-6 six, six body attached. <laughs> Yeah, just saying. I agree with Krim that. Just saying, we're not far this off. This is OP, but there are a lot of OP cards in Commander which approach this power. The green level. Commander. Just, just green. like Demonic Constellation, Thassa's Oracle. Two card combo, slightly yeah, more but... mana. This is a two card combo because you need a finisher of a channel, right? But it's just like, you know, two mana, two card combo, which exists. Um, so they banned it because, uh, apparently they, they were banning it as like, uh, mm, probably like an Eldrazi reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's not I, the scary thing. You, you could do many more scary things, but yeah, I mean, getting infinite mana on turn one is probably a problem. Yeah. So the philosophy guideline that we read, I, maybe I, maybe I misread it properly or something like that. Uh, it's hard to get any sort of insight on, on their reasonings there for me, at least for me personally. Maybe I have to sit down and talk to Sheldon or something to get like a better core concise thingy. But I don't I don't think this is this is necessarily like fast as Oracle because like Oracle con consultation, I feel like your deck has to be built for that. And that's like very much like a CEDH deck. I think if channel was unbanned. I think this would be more ubiquitous, and which is kind of like what the RSC committee is of, of wanting to avoid. It feels just kind of like a ramp card. It feels like if if you're if you're playing a commander deck, you put in Solring, right? If you're playing a green deck, you would put in Channel because you just like at the very least you'd cast like I don't know a bunch of a bunch of big spells. It doesn't have to be an Eldrazi, but like why wouldn't you play Channel and then just dump cast a bunch of big spells on a single turn? Like it just feels like it's just like a huge ritual effect. Yeah, I mean, and it hits multiple cast. things from the criteria, right? Repetitive gameplay <clears throat> allows players to win out of nowhere, resource imbalance. So I think most players would agree that you don't want to see channel. And you get yeah. to play all your mana rocks, too. So you can turn it into permanent mana by just, like, casting your chromatic ories and all that kind of stuff. And then on turn two, you have ten mana and everyone else has one mana or whatever. Yeah, I I, I think this is this would be more like a ubiquitous format staple that you don't even need to run a certain combo with or Eldrazi, you just you just jam it and it's just obnoxious. Kind of like Sol Ring. Um but that's not neither here nor there. Um uh, <laughs> uh so so yeah, I think we, we keep that one banned. Um 
And then we'll just move on to the next really fast mana option, uh, Tolarian Academy. This is a, a classic uh, breaker of formats. Uh, this is a legendary land. Doesn't tap for any mana by itself. However, it does tap for one blue for each artifact you control. So if you have control and zero artifacts, can't tap for anything, it taps for zero. But once you have a bunch of artifacts, uh, you start making a lot of blue mana with this. What, what does everybody feel about this one? Oddly enough, if it's in Commander, I feel like why not have this unbanned? Everything in an artifact deck is already so broken and can get it through its whole deck within itself. <laughs> like, I, I actually don't think it changes anything. Because it's like, sure, this goes off maybe like a turn earlier. <laughs> Whatever. It, Artifact decks are super It's exactly broken. Cradle. And it's probably even worse yeah. because you can't load up on Moxin. Right? Like, in, in, like, Vintage, you could, like, box, 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 Tolarian Academy. Well, you can't because they're, they're Wait, banned. Wait, were right? you but, just arguing that we got tons of Moxin a minute ago, Richard? But, but that's what I'm saying, right? But <laughs> I'm saying Cradle is the same card, but Cradle is legal, right? So and, I, and I, Academy is actually powered down because you don't have the Moxin. So why actually, is this banned but not the other one, right? I actually forgot to read, read the explanation. Maybe this will change your mind. Um, so the reason why it was banned was it made too much mana too quickly uh, mm -hmm. in a post-Eldrazi world. Uh, abundance of cheap mana rocks and the ability to chain them into each other and tap for mana, and you can easily make double-digit mana on uh, turn one or two. Uh, it often gets compared to Gaia's Cradle, and while there's similarities, uh, Cradle remains unbanned. The, the reason is because... Creature rats are more prevalent uh, than ones that hit artifacts, meaning that Academy will <laughs> remain active longer than Cradle. Second, cheap mana dorks are not as commonly played in green decks. And often by the time you are, you're diluting the overall quality of your... Okay, maybe I shouldn't read. <laughs> I shouldn't read this. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's sort of that far, right? <laughs> I mean, I think that Tolarian Academy is better Cradle. Like, I, yes. I disagree with Richard there because... With Cradle, you have to play creatures that cost mana. And the Rules Committee, even though I don't really like their justification, it is true that creatures do get Wrath more than random artifacts get Wrath. But the real power is you just play all those zero-mana artifacts, and you play all your mana rocks, and they're all plus-one mana. So it is really, really easy to have this be like, dump my hand of mana, Tolarian Academy, Windfall, Wheel, whatever, refuel, and just, like, win the game on turn one. We saw it in Standard. We see it in Cube decks. So I think this card is, is really, really frightening and probably should not be. Like, yes, artifact decks are broken, but good lord, would they be more broken if they just constantly had 10 mana on turn two or something. Yeah, I, I think Tolerant is you, like way. I don't think the more gap positive. is that big. Oh, I, I don't. I've never seen a creature-heavy green deck like drop like fifteen or like ten creatures on the battlefield in turn one or something. But Tolerant Academy, like you could just you could like drop like uh, a bunch of zero mana rocks. But and, you like, built now, your whole deck around it, just like I can drop Ornithopter and Memnites <laughs> to power up my cradle. Because you can't like mox, mox, mox Academy, right? You got to play but like any any deck can can mox, mox, mox Academy. Though. No, but you cannot because it's banned, right? Well, no, no, no. it's. Uh, I mean, like, uh, okay, so Sol Ring, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, uh, Jeweled Lotus, I guess mox you're right. Opal, All right, you mox sold me. Amber, Pro Mox. <laughs> You, you know, like it's it's it gets kind of it gets kind of nutty, and and green, yeah, you could you could do similar with like memnites and whatnot, but like this, this is not the hill I want to die on, stuff. so I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm All like, right. I don't care about this card. It can be All bad. Right. 
And Crib, Crib, Crib is team. Crib's, on Crib just wants to see the world burned with artifacts. Right. I, I, I just think that bro, like the what it, the decks it goes in is already broken, so I see no difference. <laughs> so like I'm like, okay, <laughs> did I lose a turn earlier? Whatever, let's go to the next one. All right, let, let's let's move on to the next uh, fun green card that I'm sure uh, Crib loves very much. Fast Bond, um, as its, as its name suggests, um, it's pretty fast. Uh, it's a enchantment, one green. And you may play any number of lands on each of your turns. Whenever you play a land, if it, it if it wasn't the first land you played this turn, Fast Bond deals one whole damage to you. Oh boy. So imagine like burgeoning or exploration, except ten times better because you just dump your entire hand full of lands onto the battlefield. Um, it mentions that it combos with Crucible of Worlds. Wow. Uh, pr- presumably, Fastbomb was being used with Strip Mine <laughs> to destroy entire mana bases, which sounds actually kind of fun to me. Uh, so it's antisocial, uh, generate too much mana too quickly, and higher life totals make it interact poorly with a format where you, double, you start at double. What do you guys think about this? I think, I think you know that I probably... <laughs> Unban it, obviously. Yeah, unban it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Green already does it. Green already does it. So, like, I actually, okay, so surprisingly, <laughs> this might be a little too powerful, but there will be a new card soon. <laughs> There's got, there always will be. I, I feel like it's definitely too good. Like, even played fairly, just like playing this and playing three or four lands on turn one is really fast acceleration. And then you're back to like windfalls and wheels and stuff. Plus, you also have the strip mine loops you have infinite combos with like zirin orb and crucible of worlds so i think you add that all together and i don't know what fun thing this does to the format it seems like every time it shows up it's going to be arch enemy or a combo and just what does it add that's going to make commander more enjoyable you get to play fast bond <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i, I agree fast I mean, sounds fun <laughs> there's a lot of problems with this card right yeah um so might as well just keep it banned so it doesn't really contribute to anything positive to the format, is what we're trying to say. So leave it ban. Okay. All right, moving on. Um, I think we covered most of the fast mana stuff. Ooh, ooh, oh, nope. Uh, there is one that I, I could consider uh, mana accelerant slash also one of the more con- controversial options that was banned fairly recently, uh, Paradox Engine. This was banned in 2019, so only two years ago. Uh, it's a legendary artifact from Kaladesh, costs five, and whenever you cast a spell, untap all non-land permanents you control. Uh, there was a lot of controversy when this one was banned. Um, and the reason why it was banned, uh, it made a number of people happy, but it had a large following and was also enjoyed by the CEDH community as a card that, which helped increase deck diversity. Okay, that's cool. It was banned for being problematic to the format, both in providing wins out of nowhere as well as unintentionally hurting games, as they say. Uh, little deck building costs, so it shows up very often. Pairs frequently with cheap mana rocks, which often get played already. Um, so basically, basically their complaint here is it, it basically combos off of basically anything that runs artifacts, so any non-green deck. Uh, oftentimes, your opponents are just sticking around and waiting while you try to achieve whatever you're doing. Um, so so it's, just, it's a time waster. It forces people to watch you play the game by yourself, and it combos with basically any non-green deck is their explanation. Thoughts? If, if Shaharazad 
And <laughs> if Jaharzad and uh Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the other card that we talked about. I had this all thought up and I forgot. Hmm. Uh Shaharzad and uh Fastbond. Is it Fastbond? It's it's not really Fastbond. Jet. My, no, Talarian Academy. There we go. Falling Star. If we added if we added uh Shaharazard and Talarian Academy together, it's basically that. You get the free like mana with you playing a bunch of stuff you already want. And then you also have the this is gonna take forever. I hate you for playing this. Like, why would anyone want this card in the format? I, I don't really understand why anyone would would possibly want this card. I've never understood the arguments for unbanning Ooh. it. I think this is the first time I'm actually really disagreeing with Seth here. Ooh. It's five yes. mana. It's five mana. This is like a bunch of bird players sat around, right? And they're like, I'm going to hit you with like fair combat. And then someone sat down with a paradox engine and combat out of nowhere. And all the bird players got salty. Right? <laughs> this, this is like really bad for battle cruiser magic, right? Shots because fired. it's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, like a five card comp, you know, five mana, like one card combo. But we have so many of those cards in 2021 where you just slapped on a single card, you win the game. Why is this bad? If it right, just this was probably bad in 2018, 2016, maybe, but 2021, like, if it just literally had ETB, win the game is fine. If it just literally had ETB win the game, I might agree with you. But it's five yeah. mana. Wait an hour. Watch me dirtle around it, and crack my hedron archives, and then I might infinite. win the game. But it's not deterministic is the problem I have with it. Whenever you play against someone Paradox Engine comboing, it happens in, like, historic if so you run into the This is the, the eggs argument, then, They, right? like, do the loop and do the loop and do the loop. And you can't really concede because there's, like, some chance that they actually fizzle. <laughs> a chance. But it's, like, 1%. So you just sit there miserably, like, praying and then being crushed when it doesn't happen, obviously. So... But if it's it me, just it's like win the game, I'd be though. I'd be more okay, okay with it. So, so if we think it's Shaharazard, then I agree. But I don't think it's Talarian Academy in the slightest. So if it just makes things miserable and grindy, then okay. But power level, this is this is nothing in 2021. I, I, I agree with, with that. I'm actually with Richard here. I, I I think that it's not that big a deal in 2021. <laughs> But, Krim, you live to make other people I, miserable I, in Commander games. <laughs> I also, also, I might be a little bit biased. I would play this, right? But but the thing is, I would play this, and then at the end of it, just play that seven-mana one-one from Scourge or something like that. <laughs> oh, after an hour I'm of sitting there. I'm very on the fence on this one. Because, like, I feel like I, I, I totally agree with the Shaharazard issue. And also, I feel like it goes into so many decks that you're going to see it all the time, right? Like, it combos with any deck that runs Mana Rocks, which is any non-green deck, essentially. So you're going to see it in every deck because it is very powerful because it's just essentially like a crazy repeatable ramp engine uh, as soon as you hit five. Um, so you're going to see it a ton, and it is going to end up doing a lot of slow play things. It's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of like Thousand Year Storm. Thousand Year Storm is one of my favorite cards. I absolutely love it. But I'm a slow player, and I almost never run it because I, I'm afraid of, uh, you know, doing my slow play and inflicting that torture on all my opponents. So I had it in my Is It Spellslinger deck, and I took it out because I was just I'm just slow. Um, I imagine Paradox Engine is much the same, except you're just going to see it in, ev like, every non-green deck. So... Not great. Like I'm, I'm okay keeping it banned. I wouldn't have banned it in the first play, but I'm also okay 
having it banned. I'm very much on the fence. I feel like Commander games are already too long, and this just makes many Commander games longer because it shows up in so many decks. Like, if it was narrow and there was, like, a Paradox Engine combo deck that you played once in a while, sure. But when every deck can do that, it just adds so much to the average game length that I, I wouldn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. We got... Ooh, this is a pretty, this is a pretty spicy one. Uh, Time Vault. <laughs> I don't know how we missed this one, uh, but I think this one is a pretty easy, easy one. Time Vault plus like a twiddle effect means infinite turns, and it's like what? It's like two mana. Yeah, it's two mana. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think we're safe to say that one is uh, a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Crim, I would, I would agree. Bolt, like, like, yeah. This, this is why would why would we have this? <laughs> I, I okay. Didn't you oh, say I hate so many extra turn spells? <laughs> didn't you say it was actually You're a blue player though? Didn't you say it was not originally banned, Tomer, when we were talking about this off off cast? It, it was originally banned in two thousand and eight. Oh, okay. It was banned after Kakusho was banned. <laughs> 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 we're not talking about we're not talking about the the early ban. We're talking about the current one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Power creep, huh? How about that? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next up, we got another spicy one. Panoptic Mirror. This is kind of like the uh, big, big version, big brother version of Isochron Scepter. Uh, it's a five-man artifact. When it enters the battlefield, uh, uh, you basically... Well, it doesn't have an enter battlefield. Sorry. You pay five mana. It goes onto the battlefield. It doesn't really do anything yet. Then you can pay X and imprint a instant or sorcery, uh, exile a card from your hand, imprinting it onto the, the mirror, imprint a sorcery with uh, mana value X or X on, onto, onto the thingy. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, you may copy a card, exile with Panoptic Mirror, and you can cast it for free. So basically the scary thing with Panoptic Mirror is you pay, you pay five mana uh, to play the mirror, then you pay another five and you tap it, uh, to uh, float to imprint like an extra turn spell like time warp and uh, you take extra turns forever so it's like a 10 mana two card combo I think this card's fine I, not fine but if we're gonna say that paradox engine is okay on power level to me this is paradox engine that goes in less decks and when I see you have infinite turns I can just concede because I know it's a hundred percent that you're gonna win so it's <laughs> paradox engine without the time concerns yeah, I, 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 I think this is also just fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's that major. This card uh, sucks. Like, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, the reasoning was tendency to create no, undesirable sucks. game states due to extra turns or board wipes overpowered. Um, like, this this is battle yeah, cruiser magic, it. right? Yeah, it's really scary back in 2010, right? But. Just People can take infinite turns at will, right? Like this is not just cast bad. expropriate, yeah. and you take like three extra turns or something like that instead. It's like so. So I think this card. should be unbanned like immediately, right? Like I, yeah, I don't think it holds up to today's standard of what power is, right? So this is ten mana win the game on your next upkeep, like it, maybe. Is this yeah. really? Is this ten really mana, where we're two at? Two turn combo that requires a <laughs> full turn cycle, ten mana. right? It is not especially fun, though. Players really hate it's extra turn loops. So if there is an argument, I could see the. From a spike perspective, sure, this card's fine. From a, like, 
people don't like losing the infinite turn loops. I can I can see that as the only justification for keeping it. We have so many cards to get rid of. I can't. If we yeah, want to go so down that many path, things. right? So, yeah. Uh, so my problem with like Paradox Engine is ubiquitous, right? It goes it goes so well with any deck that's non-green. This one though, you need to specifically run extra turn spells in your deck to go off with that. I don't think most decks will will have extra turns. So I don't think it, it, Panoptic Mirror would be ubiquitous if we unbanned it. I don't think it's just like a generic good stuff card. It costs a lot of mana and it puts a big target on your It's kind of like dropping like a Zendikar Resurgent, I think. This is like akin to it essentially. Um I don't I, I don't see I don't see why this is on the ban list at all. Like this should have been unbanned like a couple years back. Go, I don't know. Go deep on Panoptic Mirror for when the <laughs> RC unbans it. We'll we'll ride the price spike, guys. <laughs> hey. Alright. Uh last one we got in the it's combos too easily category. Uh, it's Tinker. I love Tinker. It's a three mana sorcery blue. Uh, as an additional cost, you uh, sacrifice an artifact. You search your library for an artifact card and put that card onto the battlefield. Uh, so it's like a super tutor. It, it tutors and it puts something directly onto the battlefield. So you can even like ramp out huge stuff. And the reason why it was banned is it cheaply tutors into high cost artifacts into play. Sundering Titan, Mindslaver, Darksteel, Colossus as examples. So it was banned in 2009. Unbanned never. Definitely, definitely banned a while ago based on those exact Dark Steel Claw Dark Steel Clauses. It's been a, been a minute since I've heard that name. Uh, I mean, however, it still rings true, right? Like regardless of Dark Steel Colossus needing banning. It's probably still too good. We can't even tutor into Sundering Titan anymore because it's banned. Yeah. It's only two of those are legal. <laughs> Shame. What about like possess portal? That that is the thing that would make me really miserable, I think. Just like turn one. It, the problem is it's really easy to kill a mana rock and tutor up your best artifact. If you're blue, I think you just always play this because in the late game or even on turn two, you can yes. just turn your mana rock into a blight steel or some other really big scary thing. Is that too good? I want to say that it probably is. I think it's a staple, but is this a staple that causes unfun games for new players? Yes. I mean, Krim oh, agrees it should be banned. If you get Blightsteel on turn now. two, I think it should. Uh, yeah, this should definitely be banned, right? I mean, I was just talking so, about like. So, how what, what would you tinker in 2021? Blightsteel. Blight steel. Would you really that like ends that, like that. That's what we would do in 2021. Still, that, I mean, that would end. Isn't possess portal haste. just a hard lock? Eight mana. If a player I mean, would yeah. draw a card, skip the draw, and at the end of each turn, they have to sacrifice a permanent unless they discard a card. Like if you just Isn't do that it? on turn one, don't you just win the game essentially? How do you win though? You have to eventually discard down to your hand size and sacrifice the portal. Fairy conclave. Don't you just like waste? You just wasted everybody's turn for like five minutes or something. <laughs> Actually, hey, I kind of hey. want to play this. So and, then, and then that person just <laughs> dies, right? I'm unbanning it. Yeah, and then that, that everybody just gangs up on the person who wasted their fi first five minutes of the game. All right, all right, Blight Steel. Then we'll go back to Blight Steel. <sighs> I don't know. Blight Steel. I'm fine with these cards. Like. So we, we need to go back to the power level discussion, right? Like, if you play this in your power level 5 group, then you're a jerk, right? But there are many, many, many cards you could play that are legal at that table that would make you a jerk, right? So the question is, is this too strong at a CEDH table? Like, I don't know. 
right? But just because it's too strong, like you just shouldn't be playing it with your precons, right? Just like a multitude of other cards. So uh, I don't know about this. I think it would be ubiquitous. I think like any blue deck would want to put if you the want best. your deck to be good, right? Just yes. like any any it's like, it's like putting a risk consultation study, right? oracle, right? But yeah. you don't because you don't want to make a CEDH deck, right? You want to make a trial deck. I think consultation oracle is like a specific finisher, right? I don't think most people would want to run them and they're like, I want to make a merfolk deck. Like, even though I'm running a moonfolk deck, I'd put <laughs> Tinker in it because why, why not? You, put, so I, you can play the Tover merfolk deck and Tinker up a cauldron piece. I feel <laughs> like uh, a chroma memorial. People are going to Oh, yeah, think they're, think they're playing tomorrow. it fairly, and it's not actually going to be fair. It's going to yeah, be like be trying fair. to play Golos as your commander. They're going to be like, oh, I'm just getting like my worm coil or something, and it's still going to be busted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm okay keeping it banned. I think it's just very strong, and I feel like everybody would be inclined to run it. I All right. Moving on. We got... Uh, Bup, bup, bup. We're going to move over to uh, Richard's favorite category, uh, MLD. I'm ready to die on this hill, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to start with the spiciest one, and I want I want to hear your first hot take on it. Uh, this is probably one of the strongest white cards ever printed. It's Balance, the two-mana white sorcery. Each player chooses a number of lands they control equal to the number of lands controlled by the person who controls the fewest, then sacrifices the rest. Players discard cards and sacrifice creatures the same way. So basically, if you go first in a game of Magic and you just like drop like a bunch of mana rocks, uh, your first land or anything, and you cast Balance, it's essentially just like making everybody discard their hand. Um, but also, if you're like a Planeswalker deck, for example, uh, you don't run any creatures, you, you cast Balance. Uh, this is a basically a Wrath of God for two mana. Um, the reason why it was uh, banned was... Uh, now, it's, just, it's very strong. And Sheldon has famously said that Balance would be the last card he ever unbanned if it were up to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Richard, take it away. So... so, so... As a general philosophy, I agree these cards should be banned, but I like Armageddon should be banned. Cataclysm should be banned. But why is Cataclysm legal and balance not? Right? Like, there's no consistency here, right? Like, why is Armageddon legal, but other MLD banned? Like, there needs to be some consistency here, right? And if we go with like most people don't like land destruction, right? If we follow their rules. You want to play magic. We shouldn't have stacks. We shouldn't have land destruction. Ban them all, right? But balance mm. just got the rap due to historic reasons, right? It's always been banned in all other formats. It remains banned, and it'll just stay banned, right? But I think we should ban Cataclysm. We should ban Armageddon and just, like, remove that. If we think that that's not good for Magic, that's not good for Commander, just remove them all. But if you're going to keep them, like, why do this half-half thing, right? Like, be consistent. I think their, their philosophy, I'm, I'm actually looking back right now, but I, I think what they wanted to, to express with the ban list was to set like an example of what they think is not healthy for the format. So instead of banning all MLD, they just like ban one and they're like, hey, let this let this be an example of what cards you shouldn't type run in the format. <laughs> Which is not the reason of a ban list, right? It's supposed to be a hard catch of what's legal and what's not, right? I don't like it. Yeah, I think balance is fine, by the way. I think balance is fine. Is it, is, it, is it really any more OP than an Armageddon? Yes. I think construct yes. scenarios where I cast it's a symmetrical so much card, 
and you guys lose <laughs> right y'all, like there's so many symmetrical cards that do that right <laughs> there, there's no way you guys balance is balance like if you're saying that <laughs> balance is hello i have a lot go. of mana rocks hello it's i have a lot of the mana name rocks. it's in the name balance <laughs> turn one soaring mana crypt drop my down my hand balance oh you lose your entire hand good job uh, enjoy uh, your turn one, please. Uh, <laughs> it's like card remaining. Narset wheel. Thanks, guys. Like, I don't yeah, know, yeah. man. Is this like... I, mean, I think, I, think I would jam balance in every single non-green deck, though. Because at the very least, it's a, the ultimate way to catch up to anybody who's ramping more exactly. than you. Exactly. It's called counterspelling all your land drops. It's That's basically an anti-green card. so much. I think this should be balanced it's in, just like, in the format. It's like two mana. Oh, what, I'm what at four lands and you're at eight. all card types. What if Watsy printed New Balance, where it included Planeswalkers, yeah. it included... And you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Balance. We have Magus of the Balance, by the way. It's legal, but nobody runs it because it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's just too expensive. But like, I love this card so much. I love it. I think it's too. stupidly powerful, though. Uh, yeah. But uh, I love it. it. Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine making Balance legal and specific. <laughs> It would make like white and e uh, CEDH staple though, I think. Because imagine just See, your turn one. Nobody place. will laugh at white anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. This is, so, this is, so we gotta, this we gotta old... give this to wizards. This is the new white philosophy. I'm okay unbanning <laughs> it just so people complain about white being too strong. I'm down. At the very least, I do want to see a new version of balance. It's not bad, like Magus, like a pushed Magus. Yeah, like they could make three mana, double white. Yeah. Two. Yep that that'd be terrible. <laughs> Make a make a new Oko that casts balance with a plus one. All right, moving on from balance, limited resources. This is a cool card banned in two thousand and eight. Uh, limited resources is a white enchantment. When limited resources enters the battlefield, each player chooses five lands they control and sacrifices the rest. Players can't play lands as long as ten or more lands are on the battlefield. The reason it got banned is because, well, it says very vague and minimal, saying there was a near universal approval among the players. It was a unanimous decision. <laughs> I uh, was not there. <laughs> it's not designed for multiplayer games. Um, it's it's basically just miserable, and it's, it's just not, it makes an unfun environment where everybody's starved on mana. Um, so it makes long, uninteresting games. I agree, but there are so many cards that do this as well. Like yeah, like winter orb, winter orb yeah. stasis, <laughs> anything. Like I can lock everyone out of lands like so easily. I don't know why this is a problem, right? That's why I think it should be uniform. I think I agree with this philosophy. We should let people play magic cards. So throw in stasis, throw in winter orb, throw all those other cards with this. I forgot to finish my explanation then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rules Committee wants to promote. Uh, this is not the. This card doesn't promote the thing that Rules Committee wants in terms of a game design. Um, and while social stigma may, may keep many of the offending cards legal, I guess they're implying Armageddon effects, Limited Resources does this in an insidious manner, which can draw unsuspecting players to it, unaware of how it will affect the game. So they're afraid that uh, Armageddon, everybody knows not to play, but this one, people will be like, oh, this kind of seems neat, and it causes an Armageddon-type uh, effect, which... 
I actually I think don't know. They're, they're literally saying you shouldn't play Armageddon, <laughs> but we'll keep it legal. <laughs> because everybody knows not we'll to play. That's what they're away. saying, what? essentially. A- except for because Richard. He he missed he missed that day of commander school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't subscribe to the rules committee philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh just ban them all. B- ban them all and don't Put people in the Richard predicament, right? Like, should I play stasis, right? Like, why bother when it's frowned upon? And we know it's frowned upon, right? But Imagine if you didn't stigma. know it's frowned upon and you showed up to your LGS and people are like, I hate the new guy, plays stasis. And then, like, your rep is forever ruined because you didn't know, <laughs> right? Like, just, just ban it, right? If you're saying it's not healthy, people can rule zero it back in if they want. But the default is they're all banned. It's also inc- uh, unhealthy according to whom's. Is there is a general? I guess it is a general play group. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think most people don't like MLD. <laughs> people, the, people, have, people don't like MLD. Have said, stated they like playing their spells. <laughs> I think that all right. I the mean, best the best argument is that just, it wasn't designed for commander. Like it, it's made for two players in a four player game. Having everyone go down to ten total lands isn't what the card is, is, was supposed to do. So for me, that's a convincing argument. Yeah. Kermy don't want to bounce. No, no, okay. no. I mean, like, I, I, I think, I think this is like what. That was mainly what I was gonna say, Seth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great we, minds, great minds think alike. Yeah, great minds, great <laughs> minds. We got, so. we got another one then that is uh, pretty easy to uh, stay banned, I guess. Uh, World Fire, nine mana, red sorcery. This is a big one. You gotta spend nine mana on this one. But it exiles all permanents, exile all cards from all hands and graveyards. Each player's life total becomes one. The reason why they banned this one, um, it, it was flagged as instantly problematic and banned in 2012. So it was banned almost immediately. Uh, it states that the card itself was not particularly fun, and despite it not being very powerful, it interacts poorly with the format, and therefore not something they want to be legal. Uh, and it's, it works uh, poorly because it doesn't empty your mana pool during resolution, so you can just float your mana and cast your commander. Um, that's what I'm doing so, in World Fire. <laughs> so. uh, okay, let's be honest here. You're paying nine mana. This is almost like every, like all the nine mana cards from Commander nine mana Legends. plus. They, then you have to cast your commander, which costs more mana. Even better, right? This this should not be banned, right? Like this, a hundred and ten percent should not be banned. I like you, there's so many things that you could do uh, for nine mana and actually win the game. This this still does not win you. So, the so game they don't want you to reduce your life total to one, right? Like biorhythm. Is also banned. No, biorhythm's fine. I think right? that card's it's, it's a also similar fine. effect, though, right? But for whatever reason, infect is reasonable, right? Infect is yeah. ten damage in a forty-player format. You have cards well, like when your life is above forty or above twenty or whatever, you get some bonus. That's perfectly reasonable for some reason, but yeah, so this is not. So it's just not consistent, right? It's just well, they said like infect is not very a strong strategy. So that's why they're not. It's not a strong strategy. <laughs> Neither is Worldfire. <laughs> Neither yeah. is Worldfire. I mean, Worldfire, <laughs> if I was playing a Worldfire deck, all I would do is I'd be like, I'd jam all my fast or all my big mana rituals and stuff. And then I would cast Worldfire and cast my commander and be like, GG. Uh, and hope you don't get interacted spent, with. Spent, <laughs> in yeah, way. you just spent like 16, 15 mana. Sure, okay. It you is, deserve to win. But right? it, like, it's also like a one card combo because your commander is in your command zone. So you have access to it all the time. So all you have to do is have a lot of mana, cast World Fire, and then you win. Because you don't need two cards. You just need World Fire and, and mana. 
Well, but you also just need Kodo and like Helm of the Host or whatever. Like you know, yeah, that's true. Kodo Helm of the Host is a a good argument against it. But those are still you have to put. You have to put one. Use two deck slots, Tomer. Look at this. Yeah. (laughs) No, you don't even have to. Kodo's in your command zone. You don't even do that. You know what I mean? Like this. This this is the same thing. Like I think Worldfire is actually worse because it costs more mana. It's nine mana. You should be able to do whatever. It, it, It could be nine mana. You win the game. Sorcery. It's perfectly yeah. fine. It should win you the right? game. Like, I'm, just I'm just afraid of, of Richard putting it in his Rograk deck. Yeah. You know, he's Worldfire Rograk, and I die to Cobble. <laughs> no, no one's that. This is zero one. You're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> but you will. I will get you. Although, I, actually, you can't even, like, gut shot because you would die. Yeah. The, the hand is exiled. Uh, all right. So, so we want to unban? Is that the yeah, hundred percent unban this, unban this. This, this there's no, no one would play it, on it, even if it was unbanned. I would play Fair. it just because to like laugh at how this was ever banned. This is like this feels like a cuckoo show kind of thing. <laughs> I think you just like you cast like mana geyser and you're like, all right, I guess I win now. <laughs> I, I once I again nine mana, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it adds anything to the the deck, but like I guess I guess you have to like. I don't know. I don't know. Here, let's go. Let's go to something less controversial. How about how about upheaval, everyone? Let's, does anybody have any hot takes on upheaval? Wait, what, what's the common take? It. <laughs> Is it good or bad? What? Oh, uh, the what? Upheaval. Upheaval's absurd. Upheaval's oh, so very good. good. It's a six mana sorcery. Return yeah. all permanents to their owner's hands. Um, they they made a balanced version of it in like Lorwyn or whatever, where you you cast upheaval essentially, and then you you empty your mana pool. Because the idea behind upheaval, if anybody's a vintage cube aficionado, uh, basically you play a bunch of mana rocks. Uh, you cast you you cast upheaval, floating a bunch of mana, um, and then you recast your mana rocks, and then your opponent just cry because they don't have anything. Discards to hand size the next turn and plays a land. It's the best <laughs> yeah. feeling. It should happen in commander, but. Or it's, worse than Cyclonic uh, Rift. So the reason oh. why I got banned, uh, it was banned during the area of EDH when some of the stronger plays was to reset the game through various methods. Uh, while many of these cards remained legal, the ones which were most one-sided slowed down the games the most or invalidated the games tended to get banned. It was uh, it was the one such card because it was cheap enough that you can float all your mana, cast it, then play your land, and cheap cards usually mana rocks. This allowed you to add a strategy where everyone else was restarting the game on turn one while you started much harder. Higher. You have less chance of winning if your opponent resolves an upheaval than the Cyclonic Rift, I would say. Like, uh, in general. Well, 100%. Because yeah. with upheaval, yeah, but, you have but no Cyclonic mana. Rift is easier to resolve. Like, that's the difference, right? It's instant speed, yes. It's instant that's speed. True. Yeah? I feel like Cyclonic Rift is like... It doesn't. It doesn't actually. Well, it usually, it sometimes kills you. Yes. Um, so, so but. the one person who overloaded Cyclonic Rift and still lost the game, can you leave a comment? Almost <laughs> <laughs> like what happened? Because I don't believe. Like you have to be at one it line. And you get gut shot. <laughs> right? How do you overload a Cyclonic Rift and lose? Right? Have you ever seen me play, Richard? <laughs> have you ever seen me play? You accidentally build yourself out afterwards. Like how do you lose resolving a Cyclonic Rift? Right. <laughs> I, I will admit the fact that this bounces your lands is pretty pretty rough, but at the same time, I don't I don't think it. I mean, you break the symmetry and then you win, which is. Basically... I mean, this is another card where I just I don't see me playing against it and having fun, personally. With it. But 
Play with <laughs> yeah, it. It's a lot have of fun. You played with it because it <laughs> is I fun. I, I love I love picking an adventure's cube. As soon as you like, you get you got like a first couple turns where you're picking mana rocks, and then you see like a pick six upheaval, and you're like, yeah, I did start. I I, I did start with a, a soul ring. This this cube. Um, yes, I will take that. Thank you. I think it'd just, be it'd be so unfun in commander though. Like, if, won't it feel so good to actually cast it though? It would, would feel so good. It would feel Maybe we just good. need to to play more Vintage Cube. That might be the TLDR on this one. And then you just have to feign, like, oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I thought this I, this was my first time casting it. I thought it would be fun. I'm so sorry. You don't like it. I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm going to take it out right after <laughs> this one. I, I never play it again. And then next game, you just shuffle up with a new group. You're like, ha, ha, ha. Little do they know. <laughs> oh my god! A little slightly off topic, but the first game I taught my little brothers magic, I I just threw random cards together, and it happened to have I happen I happen to have World Purge, which is like the the way worse one that bounces everything, but also makes you get onto seven cards in hand and. Most of them Enfies. never played Magic again after that, so that might be the argument for. <laughs> you should have hit them with the upheaval. Or really yes. sent the message. That You're might like, be the argument against. I can play Magic it. now, and you cannot. <laughs> a new player would not come back to playing a game of Commander once they get upheavaled and lose. I don't think. Yeah, That's yeah. Not this is definitely not a card that we invite. <laughs> I think. I think this could stay on the ban list. This could stay on the stay ban on the ban list. list. I, Richard, yeah. what do you think? I think it should be banned, but Cyclonic should be banned too. I don't, th- I, I, I don't I think Cyclonic Rift yeah. like, should if, not if, be if banned. If Upheaval not the same. is a 10 out of 10, Cyclonic Rift is like a 9 out of 10, right? Like, it's pretty close. And It's the difference between bouncing your lands and uh, like and your permanents versus just your per- like non-land permanents is, is way true. different. That's true. But it's way different. Instant speed makes Cyclonic Rift really hard to interact with. Right, this is sorcery speed. Like there, I mean, there's a thing called a counter spell. Right, you can't stop this. Right, this is yeah. like this is what like Armageddon wishes it was. Honestly, a people is what what Armageddon wishes it was. Like imagine you just like got rid of all of their board state with your Armageddon. That's what it is. It's so good. Oh, I love it so much. I think I, I'm on board keeping it banned. <laughs> it hurts. It gets also better every single mana rock we get printed. But yeah. All right, uh, the last one for today, everyone. Uh, it is Sway of the Stars. I forgot that this card exists. Uh, this is a... It's a 10-mana sorcery. All right. It's, Each it's player a 10-mana time twister, hand. right? Oh, no, it's the permanent. They shuffle too. their hand, graveyard, and permanent they control into the library. So that is the time twister. Then draw seven cards. Each player's life total becomes seven. This is just a restart the game card. It's, it's another Shaharazad, yeah. What? Essentially, you're restarting at seven life, yeah. which I guess helps a little bit. But everyone, you basically restart the game with everyone at seven. I think I think that's great. I think this card should <laughs> totally exist. I think this card is it's hilarious. Ten mana, right? It's ten mana. Yeah, like we're talking ten mana. Most of the time, this is actually closer to ending the game than restarting a game, right? I think it's more I, like the feeling of dread where like you sway of the stars and then everybody's, oh no, please kill him before he gets back to 10 mana because he's going to sway again. But like you don't, you can't build yourself an advantage with this. It's just, this dirtily, is but just it's like, like, it's like yeah, Tover's favorite, playing deck. a chaos deck with no win cons or like yeah. playing Armageddon without setting up your board state. So you essentially made a much worse sway of the stars because everyone's still at 40 instead of seven, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so it was banned this due does to not creating win the game. 
is banned due, due to creating undesirable game states, namely resetting the game, and completely invalidating everything up until that point. In early games of the format, there weren't many spell-based winning conditions. Uh, players often looked at spashy spells, blah, 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 combined large lot of mana and resets. I don't... It's I 10 mana. If you put this in your deck, you deserve yeah. to cast it. I, yeah, this, yeah. Right? this is so this bad. Is like, like Scrambleverse <laughs> or whatever. I don't care. No, Scrambleverse is at least fun like and better. Oh, like, come actually, on. I, yeah, Scrambleverse is so much more fun. This, Get this out of here. Me, I Scrambleverse think is, is, is just, fun. <laughs> Get out of here. This is just bad. This is just actually bad. Not bad for the game, just like bad. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't see this being a ubiquitous card that will ruin the uh, casual environments everywhere. Yeah. Probably unban it, I guess. I think this is just going to be one weird person, you know. Uh, honestly, <laughs> like as I said before, this is more likely to end the game than actually re- restart the game. Sure, you nullified the Soul Sisters player, God. <laughs> but like the thing here is like, <laughs> you just, you just, you just. This, this is a good way to know who you need to avoid playing with in the future. I don't know. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is a great identifier. Anybody who's we, we, really we should do an experiment where stars. we play unbanned EDH on paper. We're going to have to use a lot of proxies because I don't have $50,000 lying around. But <laughs> Wait, you, you say you can't send me a time twister in the mail, Richard? I'm sorry. We'll, 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 we'll get all Power 9 to play this one episode of Unbanned Commander. <laughs> Wow, that would I'm be down. interesting, actually. We should try it. Oh, are you going to put Sway of the Stars in your deck? Because I'm not. <laughs> who's, who's eating that bullet? I'll, I'll put Scrambleverse. There's, there's all way better things in, to do. All the mocks and everything and just Sway of the Stars. You're, you're, like, just... you're like omniscience. Enter the infinite. Okay, Sway of the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Shovel them back in. Let's go. I did it, guys. Got him. <laughs> I did it. It also, it also said this was combined with floating large amounts of mana, doing massive game resets, and then casting their hand to gain an advantage. That is like, 10 mana plus. That really is massive Tomer? Do you know what year this was banned? <laughs> like 2010? Like, they were like, they, they, was, like uh, imagine originally banned Legends or like <laughs> Commander 2020 back to the RC during that time period, right? They'd be like blown away at what magic has become compared to like some of these bannings from the Yeah, yeah they'd be like, <laughs> why, why is this still banned in 2021? Please, I must talk to future me. People are like swaying the stars and then drawing into their dark steel colossus and slamming it with the floating mana and getting them. Dark steel, like the thing is, like it's so funny that you say dark steel colossus. I don't even like acknowledge that. I keep thinking it's blight steel because blight steel is more of a real threat. But dark Soul steel, ring, like, mana crypt, all the moxin into grim monolith, into sway of the stars, into tinker mana, and then blight, and then dark steel colossus, maybe. That's that's a lot of. Christmas land already, but on top of that. Or maybe even a worm no, I don't think even Worm Quell engine was around. Yeah, it's maybe a Mastodor or whatever it is. Masticon. Mastodon? Mastodon. Masticor. Mast- there, it there it is. Yeah. yeah. Ivory Rhino. Uh Magic as Garfield intended. Um, all right. So as you could tell by the uh, length of this podcast, everyone, uh, there's no way that we're covering all of all of the the banned cards in a single podcast. So, uh, special announcement, friends. We're actually going to do a two parter. Um, so we covered half of the banned cards that we wanted to talk about right now. But this is going to be a two parter podcast. So we're going to be back next week with 
another half of the ban list, and we're going to get to spicy things like, you know, uh, Sylvan Primordial, Sundering Titan, and my favorite of favorites, Free Braids. Hashtag Free Braids. Yes, that is correct. That is a stance that I will argue. Uh, that and more coming up on the next episode of Commander Clash Podcast. Oh, uh, maybe we can get a guitar clash mail. Yeah, no, no mail. I'm going Clash Mail. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to edit that part and then put it in the outro. Yeah, we'll see right. through. <clears throat> uh, oh, I already read that one. Okay, there isn't really a lot of clash mail, by the way. Uh, okay, we so never here, do it. <laughs> People are that's like, true. What is that's this? true. All right, we so just need to, one. Just need so one. this podcast, so this podcast uh, clash mail of the day is going to be Chad J. Shonk. Thank you for the question, Chad. Uh, why are fun and winning being treated as binary? As a binary, as a casual, I hate when a player gets ahead, draws all the cards, but can't win. The game has to end at some point. I'm swear I did not type this myself. You have, you can have a fun social game with everyone still trying to win. How does, uh, how fast does your deck win? Seems to be a more relevant question. I don't want to play against decks that don't have some way to win. That's just miserable to, as being dead on turn two. Chad, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I've never experienced this personally. Um, but hypothetically, I can imagine one person who just loves drawing cards but not actually winning the game might be a mi very miserable experience. And maybe on like turn 15 or so, you're just begging for sweet and merciful relief of death, but it never comes as they keep flickering mole drifters over and over again and cloud blazers and panarmoniconing. I can't imagine how terrible that must feel for you, Chad. How bad it could be. I think Tomer might have uh, have something to say. I don't know. I can't. I can't pick up what he's what Tomer's hinting at. No, I, I I just sympathize for him. I could not. I could not empathize, or I don't know how those two work. Actually, you know, one of the one of the others. Um, what does the table feel about that? I Seth? feel personally. I feel pers personally attacked with this question, uh, Chad. Um, I think that. If you draw enough cards, like you will win. You, you, you will win. That's the thing. Go watch the Panharmonicon Commander clashes. Tomer, uh, give us your pointing. Where will the... I want to see if you do it the right direction. Where will the card be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, close, but no other way. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, but go watch those games. If you draw enough cards and generate enough value, you do win. Like, it is a win condition. You just have more resources than your opponent's. You'll get there eventually. And there's no rule that you have to win quickly. Uh, that We just read this whole <laughs> this whole uh, whole nice. thing from the rules committee that was not one of the criterias uh, for banning cards. Uh, although, who knows? Uh, so, so, yeah, I think it is a win condition. I Is it really that annoying to play against? I want to hear from all of you, really, because I'm the Dirtle player. Like, when that happens, are you sitting there miserable as I flicker my mall, my mall drifters? <laughs> I will always respect it because I am a fellow. I'm, Actually, I'm probably not. Probably not good that we're in, you're in the same company as me. But like, <laughs> I feel I feel outgunned here. I I love a good Dirtle Fest, so I'm all for it, and that's why I love cards like Notion Thief, Wolf Reacher. 
Because I know people love drawing cards, and I like drawing their cards. This is like so, the anime villains agreeing with each other as they talk about their, so, like... So, so regular you players... also enjoy... <laughs> when you draw seven cards on tap, you're like, wow, the game's over. But with Tomer and Seth, you can count on them just drawing more cards. <laughs> Why so me? At oh, least well, a turn or two of relief. I don't know, Richard. You're close. You drew 50 cards. <laughs> That's, I have a different problem where I have 50 cards that I cannot close out the game, but I'm trying. <laughs> and I saw Sometimes needs actually, to dig further. Is to that not worse? That might actually be worse. <laughs> no one expects for you to wheel into a consecrated sphinx, right? The deck was not built with that in mind. But that, this is not the question, right? Wasn't the question why is winning and having fun yeah. like two different things? Yes. Like when we yes. play to have fun, we also try to win, right? But like. To me, it's different, right? When I build a deck, right? I build a deck to have fun, right? But once I'm in the game, I try to win with that deck, right? Yeah. I can obviously make things easier by just putting powerful cards in my deck to begin with, right? But I don't think, A, that's fun, right? That'll, that'll give me the winning part. That won't give me the fun part, right? The point is to have fun while winning, right? Or to win while having fun, right? So I think that's where the difference comes in. You play janky cards and then you win with them. And then it's hilarious, Right, you play good cards, you win with it. Then congratulations, you didn't punt. Right, so it's it's more fun to play with jank, right, and try to do cool things that uh, are not possible because everyone knows how like Thassa's Oracle works, right? But did you know how the bird from Mirage works, right? So or that it existed. Fun, fun and 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 winning are two very different things for me because I don't think I win a lot. I just have a lot of fun. I'm almost positive you're like the season leader from the season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you have It's the... only because half of my fun cards are on the ban list so I have nothing else to do but actually kill people. Nothing to do but win. Fair. I hate it. Well, I guess I'll win now, I guess. Yeah. I I definitely agree with like Richard on this one where like I half my fun doesn't actually derive from from winning the game. I will try to win the game, obviously, once I'm in the game. But my fun comes from like just trying to do cool things with the deck building and then seeing it get pulled off in the game. And then once I get to do something cool in the game, then I don't care if I die. That's fine. Uh, but I'll try my best to win, obviously. Uh, as 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 far as uh, uh, not having win conditions or anything, honestly, we. We meme it up a little bit, obviously. Um, and I don't think I don't think it's actually been a problem for a while. For a while, so like I think when you have when you have a blinking mold drifter plan, you have like a crater hoof or something in there. As long as you have something that's like defined way to win the game eventually, it's just one card, one card like a crater hoof behemoth. I think it's fine um, because like like you said, you don't even need a crater hoof. You could just you know hit people with an army of mold drifters, yeah. eventually they will kill them. And they're still hitting for two damage each. And if you have an army of them, then they're going to die pretty quickly. So it makes it also makes sense not to fill your deck with just haymakers because sometimes you'll just draw a bunch of haymakers and you won't have any card draw and then you'll just feel really silly. So I feel like that's a good deck building strategy in general. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I just get a little bit jealous, you know? I'm I'm sitting on on a blind seer. I haven't drawn any cards. You're uh, you have twenty cards left in your library. I have eighty, and uh, I'm watching you flicker mold drifters. And I'm like, where's my mold drifter, Seth? Where's my yeah. mold drifter, Seth? 
Uh, but I think that's where the the friction comes. I think that's more of a blind seer problem than a than a me problem personally. And then you blew up my king crab, <laughs> Seth. And you blew up my king crab. Also a king, king crab problem. See, I, I'm starting to realize why I drew more cards than you that game. <laughs> uh, and people I, I complained like, oh, why didn't you just put king crab on top of your library? Because I wanted to draw some cards. I want to draw my king crab again. I definitely agree that winning your way for me, winning winning the way that you want to win is way more enjoyable than just winning with, you know, the the best deck or the spikiest deck. So I think you can have both. Mm. And I also try to win when I play. Like I'm not trying not to win when I play Commander, but I'm trying to do it in my own way, basically. Which in, involves flickering a lot of mole drifters for some reason. <laughs> Sometimes hey, I, I, some of the involves paying like eight mana to make a clue generator, crack, make a clue, then crack the clue, and then pass the turn. Honestly, yeah, like like that's that's so true though, right? Just like winning winning your own way is definitely definitely appeal. I feel like there's a mini game between at least me and Seth each game where it's like the real the real battle isn't on on life totals or anything. It's just who who has Less cards in the library. And um, that's why Richard always sneaks in and kills us. <laughs> because he, he ruins our fun is what Richard really does. <laughs> yeah, Richard is on Creatures. I mean, why does he always consistently flip dousing daggers? Because we never have anything on board to play. I, I never draw cards. I play mono white, guys. I don't draw cards. The secret <laughs> is to like, not draw cards and to actually play the cards you own <laughs> and create a board presence. <laughs> My one goal is to just deny Richard dowsing da dagger flips at this point. Do it. You would dare. I, I, I tried my best. I'll give you the plans. I, I tried my best on 2v2. I, I stopped you from flipping it like for four turns, but then you had an ape army and you just murdered me. At what him. cost? Over. At what cost? Well, it technically would have worked. Like you're, you did your job that week. Great. You controlled the game. So good job. And we Sakashima didn't do its had job. I, had I... No, that Sakashima was Sakashima. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic. But, Chad, that was a good question. Uh, I hope that was uh, decent enough information, explanation for uh, that question. So thank you again for sending it. And if any of you are interested in having your question answered here on the Commander Clash podcast, just use that hashtag. Hashtag number sign Clash Mail at Twitter. Twitter? Twitter. Tweeted at us on Twitter, the bird app. You know what it was. Anyway, so that's our show for everybody. We're going to be back with a part two of the ban list where we're going to get to the super spicy stuff. So in Primordial, hashtag free braids, all the good stuff coming up soon on the next episode of Commander Clash Podcast. Ding! Krim, you'll, you'll, do a, you'll do a little guitar outro for this okay. one. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Seth will do it too. Yeah. <laughs> that's my ear guitar. Oh. It's all right. <laughs>